Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're exactly right. All these people are forced into virtual uh, and remote life, whether they wanted it or not. And I think the competition comes in when uh, it's it's not an either or actually it's it's mm-hmm. this collaborative nature can because you can work collaboratively with your team while being competitive against other teams and so it's micro and macro on a yes. way and I think that's very very similar to the, how the real world works even in an organization you're competitive say you're in the marketing department you're working collaboratively but you can also be competitive with uh, other other parts of the business or even competitive against yourself is what I find is most interesting. And sometimes that's what we're doing on some of our team builders is you're competing not just against others, but yourself. And that really, really pushes people um, to the next level. So, I mean, it brings out this teamwork in, in new ways by highlighting just how people interact. And my background is actually cognitive psychology and the understanding of essentially how the brain works and how people interact. And I've always found that so interesting when, uh, whether in similar sense, how the computer, how computer science and how computer programming, how that works and relates, it's all language. And what, what teamwork is, is essentially a combination of language and a, a mix of how humans interact with each other. And that, that intersection if you help shape that intersection, you're able to uh, help shape an individual too. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Charlie Hardin. And as you can tell from the excerpt you just heard, we are talking about how to be collaborative and competitive. A lot of times people see those two concepts as either or, but we dive into the nuance of that. That is the core of his company, the company that he co-founded with his brother, Let's Roam Together. And in times of social distancing where we are struggling to connect, many of us on the business level, on the family level, on a social level, these two brothers have developed a company that does just that. If you're looking for virtual team building, if you're looking to sprinkle some fun into your life, if you're looking to learn about the depths of the character (laughs) of your neighbor or maybe a college buddy or an employee, you want to listen to this episode. You also want to check out their company. Everything will be in the show notes, but for now, enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today, we have the co-founder of Let's Roam, Charlie Hardin. Now, on his website, this is not me describing him. This is how he described himself. One of the tallest kids in his grade often acted as height 
rather than his age. So I get the sense that he was a very precocious young man, and he's used that to um, obviously channel that into making what we're going to be discussing today. But he taught himself how to program and spent nearly a decade working on a website that transformed the World Wide Web into one big scavenger hunt. Charlie's love for the digital world would later translate into a passion for travel, and he loved exploring different cultures and connecting with strangers so much that he made it a lifestyle. And I, I also love the touching story about how travel brought him closer to his older brother, which we'll discuss in the episode. But enough about me ranting and rambling. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on. And yeah, I am extraordinarily tall, and I've also got some extraordinary goals set for myself. So we're we'll see <laughs> if I get taller or hit my goals first. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, how tall are you? I'm six eight, so oh, and I'm still gosh. growing. So I'm still I'm I'm quite concerned about it, and I've still got a lot of goals to hit before then. <laughs> <laughs> so you you know I'm a huge basketball fan. LeBron James is my favorite athlete of all time. So you're LeBron James' height. That's insane. Yeah, that. it's mild, and I cannot play nearly as well as him, uh, unfortunately. But hopefully yeah. one day I can yeah. work on those skills. And you did say you have goals, right? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a great goal, especially during this time. I could work, practice my free throws. Absolutely. But I want to start off this way. Obviously, we are facing an unprecedented time. You know, we are in a unique situation where the world is going through this simultaneously. And talking to you, pre-chat, I, I get the sense that you, you are a very reflective person. So I, I wanted to know if you could share what you've discovered about yourself and your company and maybe even the world during COVID-19. Yeah, this time is truly unique. Never have we had such, in at least our lifetime, the situation where the entire global world, everyone is connected in such a odd and new way that is can be detrimental to thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And what we're doing is, and I'm sure you know that, but it's, it's, it's a way, what we can do is we can choose our path here. We can go uh, and we can allow ourselves to focus in and let this impact us negatively or positively. And through this time, personally, I've really made an effort to positively allow and, and positively impact my life through different meditations and different workshops that I'm doing on my own to learn. Um, yeah. I mean, right, right now, the, the biggest thing I'm doing is learning. I'm trying to soak up as much information as possible. I say, when I sit down to work, a lot of times I say, okay, this is my study area, not realizing I'm going back to my college days of thinking I'm studying where every day and rather than working. And it's, it's interesting. These studies can, can, really force you to become better one of uh it's a short story but marcus aurelius who is one of my biggest uh i guess like not mentors but someone i look up to in a lot of different ways and uh he did self-isolation when he first started out uh and so he was uh he took himself he shaved half his head actually so he input stones in his mouth so he'd talk with a list and wouldn't go out and to public because he's too ashamed. And this self-isolation allowed him to learn a lot. And the, all he did was learn at that time. And so that's kind of what I feel like in, in this self-isolation or, I guess, worldwide isolation is creating that. I, and, and I agree with you. I tend to agree with you. But some of the things that I've also been reflecting on is how come it's causing 
such a deep, visceral reaction in some. And I, I'm not talking about the the people that uh, have lost opportunity or, or jobs because I've certainly experienced that. I'm talking about the ones who are so dogmatic about not embracing a new normal that they feel like this is an infringement on their, I guess, identity <laughs> and and free and freedom. And it, I guess you know, I guess for me, it's been perplexing. I'm you know, I'm I'm Nigerian and spending time in different parts of the world, you get to see how different people approach freedom. But it's been interesting that this has been tied to a loss of freedom and almost an intentional way, uh, at least for some people. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd get that with any sort of change, any large scale change in someone's life. It's whether it's good or bad. A lot of times we, we tell people about change that may happen in our company and it's often good news. And But people react negatively to change because it's different. And that's what's so hard is when everyone's experiencing this change, people are going to react to it differently. And and especially, I think right now is a huge opportunity for entrepreneurs and people that are thinking big. Uh, but if you don't see those uh, opportunity, I think a lot of it is you can try to resist the change, resist that new normal yeah. and be visceral, have that visceral reaction to it. But I mean, if you see the opportunity a lot of people are welcoming this change um but it's hurting a lot of people but in every downturn there's opportunity for someone yeah well your, your story is full of opportunity i mean you you grew up with is it st louis or florida I, i'm trying to remember because i remember i read a story about you where you were wandering around in the city of st louis yeah just, yeah yeah <laughs> we it's so funny recounting my history because I, I was born in Orlando, and uh -huh. but with this business, I was a very much a digital nomad for about two, three years until we settled down and got a, a an office space, uh, which we definitely didn't need right now, but we got an office space. So I've been New York, Orlando, St. Louis, Chicago, Denver, all over, really anywhere where there was opportunity for me. And once we exhausted the opportunity for us, met some new connections, made some friends. We were off to the next one, me and my brother who founded Let's Roam with me. Uh, we were working in, and working together to build this. And once we thought, found out we were uh, at a spot, maybe we lost some of our steam. And sometimes it's as simple as, you know, changing a room in your house, or sometimes you have to change your entire, wherever you're living for that period. Yeah. So that's, I mean, there's a lot of, it's a, it's a big opportunity for you if you're looking at it from that. So that's why this globalization of the world, like going back to the pandemic too, it's, it's challenging because the world's so interconnected and that's probably why this spreads so quickly. But since the world's so interconnected with the internet, you can, I'm working in, in a different house I've, I've ever worked in before because I have the ability to be connected through this internet and standing on the backs of giants through this. Yeah, speaks sitting on the backs of giants as I talk to a giant is is an incredible is <laughs> it's, it's that's an incredible uh, uh, what you call it, inside inception of, of ideas. But what, where I was going with that is, is something I love about your story because when I always do research on the guests, I, I love to look at the the key whys and the key you know childhood stories that led to some certain things. You've been fascinated with exploration, and even in your bio, you've had this precocious mindset where you wanted to be. <laughs> to be bigger than your height, you know, and that mindset I find as channeled into how you, you know, founded your company, you know, your company Let's Roam is 
a big scavenger hunt <laughs> that includes a lot of team building activities. How would one even come about an idea where they connect scavenger hunt to team building? Yeah, I mean, that's what's so so wild is this idea. It's, it's not just one idea. It's an evolution of thousands of ideas. And I always say one plus one does not equal two. It equals three. And that's because you build on an idea and it, it, it builds on itself and it, you work with other people and you don't get the sum of both ideas. You get a much better product. And that's what happened with Let's Roam is we created this epic way to explore outside and go on these adventures and connect with each other. And then it just kept snowballing. People, it's funny, when we first started out, we we wouldn't we would ignore the the team builders. Uh, we don't want to be able to deal with the big companies just yet. We like working with the small people, so we just ignore those emails. We just delete them. And then the demand was so high. Okay, so how do we build on this? And one of the first ones we did was with uh, FedEx, and they helped us shape our entire business line. We work with them to have this hands-on approach, hands-on what we're doing, and it keeps expanding. And we're seeing that expansion today because now we've taken this hands-on um, activity you're doing outside, even for our small group products. And we're built, we're working with companies. Uh, I think even Netflix is going this afternoon, working with these large companies to have virtual events that are, are just totally uh, shaping how new hires are coming on. It's, it's a challenging thing, but it's the ideas, each little idea. And I never thought I'd be operating a, a team building company in a sense. Uh, and, but that's a big part of what we do, and it's because of all these little stepping stones that we took to get there. Absolutely, and and just so for the the audience, and please feel free to correct me if I if I get this wrong, but your company, Let's Roam, offers custom events, and that includes corporate team building, bachelorette parties, birthday parties, and more. And these hunts can include questions that create, you know, unique photo challenges, but also allow teams to compete against each other. Is that correct? Yeah, I think everything we do, there's got to be competition. Uh, so I'm one of six kids, and mm -hmm. there is always that competition. Who can do this? Who can do that better? So being in business with my brother, it's great because we've got that competitive nature. And that's what I've learned is it really brings out the best of people a lot of times is if you have friendly competition, helping people to push the bounds of their, their reality and push the bounds of what they're capable of because of that competition, you're, you'd be amazed what people do for an extra 200 points in one of our team builders uh, because they, they, they go all out. And helping them uh, achieve that through this leaderboard um, and ranking the, the photos and everything, it just makes it so much more fun in a way. Okay. Well, then, okay. How do we then balance that competitiveness with the collaborative uh, collaborative approach of teams? Because if I'm going to look at it from a big picture perspective, right now, um, we have companies that have been forced to be virtual that maybe never even consider that as a business model of theirs. I mean, I'm thinking maybe banks or finances and things like that. Now, they have goals to meet. You know, Obviously, you don't want the company to go under, but they also have to figure out to work with people that they haven't worked with in a different style. So... Is there a way to balance that competitiveness with the collaborative approach? Is there a way to understand the intricacies and the the nuances of what makes a team work while making sure you come out ahead against, I guess, your competitor in the business world? Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. All these people are 
forced into virtual uh, and remote life, whether they wanted it or not. And I think the competition comes in when uh, it's it's not an either or. Actually, it's it's mm-hmm. this collaborative nature can because you can work collaboratively with your team while being competitive against other teams. And so it's micro and macro on a yes. way. And I think that's very, very similar to the, how the real world works. Even in an organization, you're competitive. Say you're in the marketing department, you're working collaboratively, but you can also be competitive with uh, other other parts of the business or even competitive against yourself is what I find is most interesting. And sometimes that's what we're doing on some of our team builders is you're competing not just against others, but yourself. And that really, really pushes people um, to the next level. So, I mean, it brings out this teamwork in, in new ways by highlighting just how people interact. And my background is actually cognitive psychology and the understanding of essentially how the brain works and how people interact. And I've always found that so interesting when uh, whether in similar sense, how the computer, how computer science and how computer programming, how that works and relates, it's all language. And what, what teamwork is, is essentially a combination of language and a, a mix of how humans interact with each other. And that, that intersection, if you help shape that intersection, you're able to uh, help shape an individual too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can definitely see how your psychology background helps. Uh, it's, it, I guess one of the other things you have to understand is, because I'm fascinated by the mind as well, is understanding people's values and their triggers. <clears throat> Especially when, sorry, excuse me, when you think about collaborative approaches and, and doing that across cultures, because you, you, you travel often, there are certain things that my, someone might value in this culture or this team background or this team uh, environment that others wouldn't. But that doesn't actually mean that both of them are not right. And appreciating that nuance while putting your own spin in a, in a you know, competitive and collaborative way takes a lot of practice and patience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what I would say is there's something in psychology called the universal language. And essentially what it's saying is they haven't quite found it, but there are even remote uh, tribes across the world. There are similarities in how we express ourselves that are similar. So that gives me the hunch that uh, we're all humans at the end of it, too. Uh, And yes, we as cultures, we vastly vastly communicate in different ways between cultures and cross-country cultures. But there's, at the root of it, a human connection that's always, that you can always foster because it's it's biological in a sense. And so no two people are the same, but it allows for those people to come back together. Um, and they can, you can find out if you have the right mindset, any individual can find out what works best for them uh, and what works best for their team too. Well, some of those similar one of those similarities is uh, something called micro expressions, right? So this expressions that happen less than a second, you know, within our face. Usually, you know, everyone in the world reacts to something disgusting the same way. You know, their nose scrunches up, or you know, being sad or la- happy, you can you can really tell with the with your eyes. And it's it's interesting that when you know people have gone through different cultures to see this to test this out, and the result is you know. Regardless of what someone is speaking, if someone is generally excited or or sad or angry, you can usually tell. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so there, there are those moments. There are those moments, um, and they're always good reminders that yeah, at at our core we are human. Um, but one of the things that I, I I I've I've started to take notice of is I'm observing leaders. This is why I really enjoyed talking to you when I was doing your background because I, I I study people for a living, and I've been following leaders as they're approaching this crisis right now. And it's interesting to see the ones that are being successful and the ones that are not. So if I bring up Jacina Ardern in um, New Zealand or and, and, you know Angela Merkel in Germany, um, two amazing women of power who are handling this in a different way than let's say Brazilian president or uh, <laughs> this, this, this current president or anyone. I'm not even trying to, to, to start a debate here. I'm just saying the approach and the reactiveness to, to a team, it has been a vastly different approach. You know, the 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 need to want to push a narrative as opposed to investigate a situation is is sometimes I find detrimental in any team environment. You know, there's no, you know, <laughs> if you don't if you don't if you act on little information, it's always going to end up being a downfall of your eventual team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's really speaks to leadership in a way. I, I find leadership is you can be you can have great leaders, but you only really truly know if they're great when it really gets tough. When things get really tough for you and the people that they're leading, it takes courage to do what's hard and do yeah. what people are afraid of doing. And yeah. I mean, that's that's how you can see it. these people handle it differently, and it's and it, it's expected. Every no two people are the same, as we've said, but they, so they handle it in different ways. And at the end of the day, if these strong leaders will handle it in a way that gets the best for the people under them, and that's what team building is yeah. all about too: Absolutely. is simulating Absolutely. these events of chaos or trouble and simulating those in a way in which there's no negative outcomes if we we fail, but it allows us to see and expand on those skills. It's almost like working in a sandbox. I wish uh, for many of our leaders that we could have done some sort of maybe like virtual simulator or something along, along those lines of what we could do, kind of like how you train fighter pilots. Absolutely. Uh, every which way, every turn. And, you know, truth be told, there's probably too many uh, scenarios so you have to uh, test for the gen generalities, you know, for example, when the World Trade Center went down, uh, the, the, the mayor of that city, uh, he, you know, they've never had something like that, never had a, an attack on, on this. But what he did is he used the firefighters. They had plans for an attack or plans for if there's a large fire, the plans for evacuation, if there's other natural disasters. And they combined all these things. And that's what great leadership is is bringing back uh, and being able to shift and consistent. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We shift. Uh, when, when things work and things don't work. Uh, and when in having the courage to at least try um, and making sure that we're, you know, being proactive rather than reactive here. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about your company and how to play and how people can get involved. So I'm on your website now. And I'm seeing very various ways you can do that. You get tickets, you gather friends and family. You can go anytime. You can find a hunt and you can explore the city now. I don't know. Can people explore the city right now in, in this, you know, in quarantine or that's what's so interesting. Uh, yes and no. Uh, it depends on where you are in the world. We're a global country. We're in almost every major city across the world. So that means there's going to be different travel restrictions for each person. So we're not limiting it for each individual because we it's it would be impossible for us to understand the daily changes in quarantines and such. So we definitely uh, recommend this social distancing, taking the safe approach 110% uh, and following those guidelines. But reality of it, if you're in the boondogs in Australia, it may be, it may be great for you. We're, seeing, we're starting to see more people do, do it more in the U.S. too um, for these outdoor activities. So we have these indoor activities and, these, and our outdoor activities. Um, and the outdoor activities, I think it's a really interesting indicator of how different parts of the country are reacting. So, for example, in Arizona, we've almost seen we haven't seen a whole lot of drop off over there because uh, maybe they're approaching this quarantine differently. Um, and maybe or maybe it's because it's less uh, populated there and you're able to safely do these outdoors activities with your friends or family uh, is another option. So, yeah, you can do them all over. Um, but we're really working. What's really cool is you can do them in your home now uh, when the when the quarantine started happening. Uh, we we were primarily an outdoor business, and thank thankfully, uh, both my brother and I are programmers, and we were able to normally. It would have taken if we had a outsourced a, our, our team, uh, outsourced to a development firm or contracted that work. It would have taken at least two months, but we built the initial framework in a, in, a, in a week and continued pivoting, and that's one of our most profitable lines. Uh, and but. Uh, all these different things, it's, it's really about pivoting, trying new things and creating new things uh, is for what we're doing. So to try something with us, uh, if you're going out in your city or, or it's going with your friends and family, you connect and you use our, our app to help you explore the city. And we like to use that as a tool to help you connect um, and not the forefront of it. So, yes, it's an app, but you're be one of my favorite compliments is when people say, that was great. I was I really had so much fun, especially since it wasn't an app, but it, it was. You just didn't realize it because you had so much fun inside uh, or outside with each other. Yeah. No. That's that, yeah. That's interesting because I I want the audience to get into the mind of how they can use your your platform. And so I guess one of the ways is to do that depending on what the city they're from. But you know your scavenger hunts idea. It's for many things. You know many people are probably in wedding planning mode right uh, and and it's this is probably disrupted a lot of that but uh but they're also 
probably trying to just have moments with gathering friends and family and just want to do something fun, you know, something to replicate activities that they used to be able to do. So, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, please, floor is that's yours. What's, that's, that's what's so great. If you're trying to do something fun, uh, the virtual game nights. So we have the, both the team builder. So if you want a, a team builder that's totally custom, uh, we can help you with that. And even though it's virtual and it's, take, it's leaning on a lot of the same principles that we've been learning for this last few years about team building and applying them into a, a virtual uh, platform. So rather than using Zoom, Skype or anything else, we actually took the time to build our own in-house virtual game video call software. So the game and the video call software are one. So you don't need to download anything. It's, it's all done through are all, all done through your browser but it's this game so you get muted at different times uh when you're only working with your group but when you need to work with the 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 uh the entire party you can automatically unmute you and then you're immediately competing for points and it pairs different people and really interesting things that wouldn't be possible and are not possible as far as i know with any other video call software so it's uh an inter interesting intersection of the game of talking with people video call software it's all these different things that come together into this really neat way so uh, a lot of people are doing it just with their friends and family i know my uh, my friends are surprisingly closer than ever now my college friends and i uh, we're all closer than ever and we've been playing these games that help us connect and explore the, uh, each other in a, in a way so we're helping uh, people that have maybe monthly game nights normally just get back to it and get back exploring with each other through a uh, platform that's not designed. It, it shouldn't feel, my goal is whenever you do one of our activities, it should never feel like you're on an app or your computer. You should feel like you're in the room with someone. And that's what we've been starting to accomplish. And it's really, really hard to do. Uh, it's easy to say, but hard to do. Um, and that's just talking to the customers. So it, you're able to start a subscription with us and start exploring and learning about it. It's, it's a fascinating way to, to connect with each other, which is our, our mission as a whole is helping people explore the world, discover new things and, uh, and connect. So yeah, right now it's tough to explore the world, but who says you can't explore in your own home? And last Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, was National Scavenger Hunt Day. I hope you all celebrated. Um, and uh, we had a, a, a way in which people were able to connect with each other, even if they're all, all over the, the, the country. Well, I love it. So, you know, audience, obviously this can be used for families, it can be used for teams, for companies, but you're basically presenting people with a way to connect right now, which is a lot of what I, I hope the podcast inspires and people uh, cure. Hey, uh, <laughs> that he just heard the uh, motorcycle. But um, this is what I hope to inspire in people is this idea of connection. Because I think now, you know, when a lot of those traditional ways to connect are, are taken away from us, there are, it's an opportunity for us to tap into deeper levels of something we can do. And so um, I love that you have a platform for that. So that's great. Yeah. Um, in the same way, like you have an opportunity to better yourself, but you also have an opportunity to better your relationships with others during this time. Uh, it's it, and it's whether you want to isolate or or you want to go out and uh, or I guess not go out, but stay in and make friends, stay in and 
uh, connect with those people that you already know. And that's what is really important. It's making the decision too. Uh, yeah. I hope every person makes the either. And if you want to just do the alternative, if you don't want to do these things, that's great. Just as long as you're making the decision to either uh, isolate totally or making the decision to talk with your friends and chat with each other. That's what's most important. And what we do is we help people do that, make the decision to communicate and connect. I love that. Well, I, I, I promised this in the intro. I said we'll get into your travel story and how you connect with your older brother. But I want to start off with what your first travel experience was like. And then let's work our way up to why it's a, it's an important uh, aspect of your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. My first travel story. I, I'm very fortunate because my mom and dad love to travel, and it, you won't, you don't normally see that, especially in large families like ours. So, and back in these days, we like there was no baggage limits on any of the bags, so we could fly with as many bags as we needed, um, and we would often fly with 30 bags and I don't, I don't know how my parents did that because you have all the kids, almost all my brothers and sister are very, very close in age. So we're very, very, we need a lot of diapers and a lot of things when we were first going out there together. And it's amazing what they were doing. I share that because it's been a part of my life for a long time, whether we are traveling, uh, in our across the country to see family. That's what most of our travels have been is staying connected with family. Uh, I was fortunate to, my grandmother lived uh, in Washington, DC. So we would travel for Christmas for her uh, to see her. And that's often one of my fondest uh, traveling stories. But I do have one travel story, uh, which I think is one of my earlier memories too about uh, traveling in general i asked my mother to to go camping and uh so she's like yes we will certainly do it i remember it was over i think it was over memorial day when i was a kid we're definitely going camping and we we go out we pack our stuff and we we go out there and we arrive to a, a hotel and she's like uh, uh, where are we? I, I ask her where are we this isn't camping at all no, no, this is how we camp. We're, we're going to camp like this, Charlie. Uh, you know, I don't do the woods. She never has done the woods. <laughs> I, I want to, uh, we can camp in this hotel room. And that kind of opened my perspective. It's when you're with six kids, you never get what you want. So that's okay. <laughs> uh, and I'm happy to, you know, you can pivot. You can make the best out of a situation too. And that's kind of what I've learned from traveling in a lot of ways is yeah. it's not going to be what you expect. And oftentimes it's vastly different. But I remember that trip being awesome. And that's what's most important. So we came together as a family and had fun. And yeah, she kind of fibbed to me, but I mean, she made it seem like we were camping once we got in the hotel room. So at least I was happy. <laughs> but you hit, you hit on a very important point there. Traveling often, you know, gets you used to change. We started this podcast talking about how some people might not be reacting well to what's happening right now because it's obviously out of the control and not many people react well to change. When you travel, you start understanding that not everything goes the way <laughs> you plan, even if you plan. And yeah. so, uh, those, you know, so, yeah. I was going to say some of those times are the best times when it doesn't go as to plan. Yeah. Yeah. The best stories come out of that. The best character stories come out of that or character revealers where you realize, oof, I didn't like that. I reacted that way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you can yeah. self-reflect on it. Like, oh, I'll learn about that. I'll forget myself that I did that or did that thing. And yeah. Yeah. learn from it. Yeah. It's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, well, that's... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I, I was just saying that's really it. This travel is... That's why it, it helps to shape who you are as a person. And that the one of the earlier... The, the ideas for Let's Roam came on a, on a travel vacation with my brother. And we had such an amazing day. We went all over town and we learned all these different cool things. And that's when it really clicked. We need to make this a scounder hunt for people to learn all these cool things in their own cities and all these different things and help people do what we just did and help have amazing days with their friends, families, or coworkers together um, by helping them explore and that's really at a heart of what it is is travel is it opens your eyes to things and cultures you wouldn't normally experience yeah speaking of experiences and your brother it helped you connect with your current co-founder right you said i read somewhere that he was it he couldn't see or hear um for a he was deaf. deaf my brother yeah so my parents uh he's my older brother um but I know the story from him. Uh, he had uh, an issue with his uh, the tubes in his ears. And at the time, there was not really a fix for it. And the doctors had told my parents, you should really start teaching him sign language. There's going to be almost no chance that he can hear. And so uh, and it, 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 it was mind-boggling to them. And thankfully... Um, there, those early years in his life, yes, he didn't have hearing. I think that really shaped his outlook on life. Um, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but, uh, eventually they developed a system that allowed him to hear. Um, but it had serious lasting impacts as, um, who he was as a person. So speech therapy and things like that. And that kind of adversity, especially for a young child growing up, uh, I think was really challenging for him. Uh, and challenging for our whole family too, and I think it, it shaped our shaped our entire experience because it allowed us to to learn different perspectives and learn different things that allow us to better connect in in, in, a, in a way. And a lot of our uh, our technology today is very uh, accessible. We try to make every single scavenger hunt accessible to people that are. Uh, are, are, have different disabilities. And so these type of things bring you together as a, uh, adversity brings any person together. And I, I hope that uh, adversity of the COVID thing uh, brings the countries together in a way. I think this is a remarkable way for that to happen too. But on a micro level, adversity brings people together at, at its root and at its core. And so we're able to build things because we under, we have that background together. Him and I go go back to diapers, and yeah. uh, I mean, well, how many founders? Can, it's it's wild. Yeah, uh, and it, and I think part of that that hearing uh, story too is it shaped us very differently, uh, and who we are as individuals. And I think when you're looking for a founder or co-founder. Find people that are very, very different from you. And yes, we're brothers and we have a lot of similarities, but we're very, very different in a lot of ways. And that's what's most important when I'm finding, as I'm seeing as build out this company, is we, you need someone that is similar in a way you can talk to and understand, but vastly different on a lot of different levels to help you 
uh, tackle problems from different angles and uh, conquer those different problems through teamwork. Love it, love it. Yeah, thanks for sharing. I I, uh, I had a feeling there was a <laughs> there was a lot of uh, um, a depth to it, but I I always love hearing a familial story, especially one about brotherhood and sisterhood. So. I can see, you know, you've been connecting since diapers. Just... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's great. Our relationship, our, our business started almost four years ago now. Uh, and we've been working and almost living together for that entire period. So our, our, our girlfriends hate it, but uh, we're, we're very much, we've been living together for majority of our life now. Just while we were in college, we weren't living together, uh, which is <laughs> And we work together, so we see a lot of each other, but it allows for this expansive uh, ideation that happens, whether it happens at 3 a.m. on a Saturday or 9 to 5 every weekday. We allow for opportunities for ideation. And I'm not saying every founder needs to live or even be in the same location as their their co-founders. We can work great when we're apart. We're apart right now and working when we're working remotely. Um, but it it does give you an opportunity to learn about an individual in a, a greater way. And in the last few years, uh, what we've really learned is uh, openness of communication. You know, when you're living together, no passive aggressive stickies in our in our apartment. Uh, as brothers, we really can dive into it. You know, why haven't you done the dishes? Yada yada. Uh, getting into it, do it. Kind of thing pushing each other and then we we use that same energy when we're building our businesses why haven't you done this data project yet do it come on you got yeah. this uh, yeah. and yeah and so it's like it's that same brotherly focus and competitive aspect actually of oh i can do that better than you no problem like if you want i can do it no no, no i've got it um and that trust that you, when you say you're gonna get something done that you get it done yeah no, I love it. You know, sometimes I have two younger brothers, I was saying earlier, and sometimes people would hear us talk, especially me and my middle brother, we're one year apart, and they'll think we're fighting or something. And they're like, <laughs> you're like how, can, how do you two talk to each other? I'm like, no, 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 this is just, this is just, a, this is collaborative and competitive. <laughs> like you were saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we just get each other. So, oh my uh, gosh, so yeah. right. I, 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 it's so like, well, actually, that's one of the things, one of our core values as a company is, and personally too, is think differently. And uh, that stems from exactly what you're talking about, those conversations that sound like we're totally, we totally hate each other. But yeah. actually, if you really dissect the conversation and the words that are said, it's a very fast-paced, energetic, passionate argument on that attacks no individual, but only ideas. And that's the only kind of argument that I allow in my workplace um, is a, an idea or an argument that attacks the, the ideation. And that leads to better ideas. That what I'm talking about, that one plus one equals three. When you yeah. get an employee challenging your idea and doing it forcefully in a way where they're passionate about it, there's no greater uh, accomplishment as a leader, in my opinion. When you get people come standing up to you saying, Charlie, that is not the way we should be doing this. This is why. Uh, that why is very important. As long as they're not attacking, they're not saying, Charlie, you, you, can't, you, you shouldn't be doing this because of any trait about yourself uh, or anything like that. You're attacking that idea. And you get that's, that's something I try to push in everyone, everyone because it really does bring out 
the best ideas you could never even possibly dream up. Yeah, I love it. Nah, this is I could talk to you all day, but I, I got to keep you. Uh, I got to make sure that we we keep this uh, in a timely manner. One thing that I do want to give the audience an opportunity for, obviously, is how to connect to you. So, where can they find out more about Let's Roam? How can they connect with you? What's in store? Yeah, yeah. If you want to connect with me, uh, our website is letsroam.com, or uh, you can find me Charlie Harding on LinkedIn. Or just send me an email, charlie at letsroam.com. I'll, I'll try to reply to any emails I get um, and uh, keep you posted on what's going on there. But, you know, I'm happy. I love talking to other entrepreneurs, people that are trying to do something or have done something. Uh, it's, it's, it, it, it's invigorating to see people that are, are changing the status quo. So if you're, you're wanting to change the status quo, I mean, feel free to reach out. I'd love to talk to you. Um, or if you need help on a project, I can't guarantee anything, but you know, I, I, I'll spend some of my time to help you out on a project that you, you're doing too. Awesome. Love it. Looking forward to it. Last question I always ask my guest is the mission statement, my mission statement, which is use your difference to make a difference. So how do you, Charlie, use your difference to make a difference? I think it starts on every individual and you help empower every individual that you talk to, whether they're passing on the street. Uh, it doesn't matter who they are or what they're doing. You help empower them, and that leads to a macro difference. And that, that helps everyone. If, if there, it's small degrees of change. One degree here for an individual, one degree for someone else, for you. It allows you to do that. And you can empower yourself and others through just constant tweaking, constant adjust, adjustments, and constant help. So if you're making a difference, even if it seems like it's small, know that tomorrow it could be a sum total that makes something really big. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show. This has been a real pleasure. Thanks for the wide ranging conversations. They're usually my favorite. Yeah, I had a a pleasure and thanks so much for having me on today. The pleasure is mine. And ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-binary individuals, till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.